0: Hello and welcome back to Meanwhile in the Falklands. Today you've got Katie Beatty.
1: Thomas Stockton. And
0: Hannah Newton. So we have had a very exciting week, but first of all, if you are joining us on iTunes and SoundCloud, then you're miles ahead of the rest, and well done. We now have online. Hannah's been working hard out all week. Yay! Do you want to yeah, tell us a bit it's about been it? super duper
2: hard work. No, it hasn't. It hasn't been that hard work, but now we're online on iTunes. So if you search Apple TV, you can find us. Meanwhile in the Falklands, you can find us on iTunes also
0: you can find us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash Falklands TV amazing and when we
1: say hard at work she was actually hard at work if you go onto any of them and you look at the descriptions Hannah was listening through every podcast because we had the beta phase we had like 11 episodes she went through listened to all of them to give you guys the wonderfully every colourful description, description <laughs> of what's going on <laughs> in each podcast <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. so now if you're out and about driving in the car or if you're walking to school or work, then you can listen to our lovely voices and hear all about what's going on Hooray! in the,
1: a <laughs> all the time. I'm 100% sure my voice is what you want to listen yeah. to. Do you, have, do you have ears? Come on.
0: So let's kick today's podcast off by talking about the fray base, which I know that you guys know a bit more about than me.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so base in Antarctica. So uh, for those of you that might not know too much about Antarctica, we're bloody close to it down here. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so the fray base. Is essentially the first port of call if you're in South America and you want to do any tours down and down in Antarctica. The Fray Base is like literally the first base you arrive at. It's um, almost like the gatehouse, let's call it, and it's run by uh, the Chilean Navy. And there was a fire at the Harbor Master's building. Um, an electrical fire completely destroyed it. Six or seven people were housed in that home. What will happen
2: next then? Where will will people go if they're stopping off? Obviously, it'll take a while to rebuild it and stuff. What will happen next?
1: So um, the the accommodation for people who come through, such as tourists, is absolutely fine. But the harbour master and the crew that lived in that home, uh, they're being housed with some of the scientific researchers at the moment. And, um, What's the name of that
0: building, Thomas? Can
1: you it It's it? uh, Julio.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can watch the blippers on Falcons and Focus this week to understand that one.
1: Yeah, Hannah and I had a, uh, a small debate. Julio-Julio uh, uh,
0: Julio conversation.
1: Yeah, she was like, it's not Julio, it's Julio. And I was like, it's, it's Chilean. But <laughs> it's, the <laughs> building's named
2: after some sort of scientist who was called Julio-something. Yeah, <laughs> Julio not Julio-something. Julio yeah, if you're thinking that we're gabbing on a lot about nothing. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Just watch Falcons in Focus
1: and <laughs> you, you will get out. it. But um, ab- yeah, yeah, apparently there was a lot of praise given for like, the emergency services down there who did manage to put the fire out very quickly, the alarms were rain, so no one was hurt and no one was, never mind hurt, like no one, like no one received any like injuries,
2: really. injuries yeah, of any kind. Good.
1: Which Because you'd like, think
2: it would take a while, because that's in the middle of nowhere, you'd think yeah. it'd take a while for emergency services to go there, it's all out. Definitely. Yeah.
1: They, were, they were really on board, so uh, yeah, that we'll be chasing good. that up in the next couple of weeks as we... Uh, hear about whether there are any plans to well when the plans to rebuild the building are actually released. Um, we're we had our own emergency
0: service moment down here didn't we this week oh and here come our drinks, Perfect. here come our drinks oh, and happy. our <laughs> hot chocolate you. for Katie. Thank you very much. There we
1: go. Thank you very much mate, cheers.
0: So, yeah, oh. we had our own emergency service problem this week. Um, and the emergency services down here were on the ball as always, weren't they? So, Hannah, you were at that one, weren't you? Yes,
2: I was for all of two and a half, three hours, standing out in the cold. But
1: well, can we just, can funny, we just we say, we'll say how, we'll set the how it we set the, yeah, yeah, how you set the ended scene. up down there?
2: I was giving Katie a lift to the hospital and all of a sudden there was a load of police and fire and almost like a blockade on the road and you couldn't get through town, the centre of town in Sunny. and we thought, oh, this is a bit strange. Luckily, Katie managed to jump in the car in front of us, who was Steve, our boss. He took her to the hospital. I had to quickly jump out, run down an icy road that was a hill that was about, I don't know. Let's
1: call it a 30 degree yeah, road. Yeah, 30 degrees. A bit like San Francisco. A um,
2: and film. And it involved me waiting around, filming on my phone for ages and ages, all these police and fire people standing about
1: but why weren't you having to film
2: (laughs) well it turns out that there was a bit of a a bomb scare they thought it might be an ordnance
1: so uh, So we had to wait we
2: had to wait for um, the military to come down because here it's quite a common thing to uh
1: since the it's war. not like since if you war. find something
0: like that in the uk which would be it'd be mm. very random down here, it is actually something that well, could a, happen yeah there's a lot of
2: mines yeah. and there's a lot of unexploded things hidden in places well so the big
1: thing i heard after is that the place where it where they cordoned off crozier place um, in 1982 during the war that was a weapons depot for the argentines when they took uh. over stanley that's where they used to leave like all their weapons and their extra ammunition and their landmines and all that and which is why it was such a actually It It could could potentially be a bomb, but...
2: Well, after two and a half hours of waiting, it turned out that it was rusted brake plates from an old (laughs) Uh, animal. So I was like, okay, cool.
0: But it's all very interesting. Big sigh relief from everybody, I think, with that one. (laughs) Big
2: live reporting, side of. Quick, 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 because nothing really ever happens priced yeah
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, but i mean the good thing yeah. as
1: reporters down here is that you you oh. know the emergency and not the not the guys up at the military base who came down to do it the eod guys but the the local the local guys you know because mm. i mean you were just chatting away with some of the police officers getting a bit more of an idea yeah. of what was going on i think on. because
2: there's quite a a small team of police officers here you get to know them very well and you see the same faces all the time and also because is quite small in itself mm. you see them out and about Especially in our job, we interview them quite a lot, um,
1: and they're all really nice guys. And you saw them as well by accident on Thursday morning. Didn't I you? did. <laughs> so
0: I, I had a bit of a moment. I, I feel like I styled out quite cool, but I went into what I thought was a minerals committee meeting. I had the notes very much on display all, prepa-
1: all prepared to listen about the future about oil, of oil spill in the <laughs> yeah i was ready for it
0: i had a question already sat down and two policemen come in and i just sort of thought okay well maybe they've got something to do with it and then they start talking about um police matters and i was like i am in the wrong meeting <laughs> so there would been a change in schedule but no it was one of the committee meetings that go on which actually is quite a good idea down here because I think it's it's open for any way of the public to mm. go. Not that many do tend to. Well, we've all sort of noticed that, haven't we? That well,
1: because well, I've sent you to a couple recently where they were like, oh, no one's ever attended this public or press. So. Yeah,
0: so, it, no, it's, be, it's been <laughs>
2: quite it's, funny. it's good for stories, though, I think. It's a great place to find out about things that you wouldn't normally go on, like the workings of how a small town works. You wouldn't think about it living in a small town. You kind of think, unless you're into politics or you're really into invested in your community, you wouldn't think what well, makes
0: things work. And that's the thing, having... In all of these committee meetings, there's a member of the Legislative Assembly that sits on it, isn't it? And I think yeah. it's them being there are people who are interested in politics and in the committee, which I think is how we, as a com- community, get to find out more about it. But it's that's what cool.
2: goes on behind closed doors, isn't it? You, don't, you kind of think everything runs quite smoothly and you don't have to worry about it and it's not your... Well Richie, if one of the but MLAs actually, them is something it's quite interesting to see how it all works with each other and how how it all kind of tips about.
1: Well that was one of the big things in the um, in the general election last year, pretty much in every manifesto for people like the people who ran for MLA. Um, they were talking about the fact that the government procedures needed to be more open. The public needed to have a better understanding of why so many, like, so many things went out for like tenure, and nothing happened. And how many people you had come down here. And say, oh yeah, so a new port facility. We're going to look at it, and we're going to spend thousands and thousands of pounds on getting this guy to look at whether a port facility is possible. And then all of a sudden, we don't hear about it anymore. And that was one of the big things. It was about transparency within government. And I think yeah. you've, got, you've got a couple of yeah. MLAs at the moment who are really trying to push. Yeah, that. yeah.
2: Mark. Um, Mark Pollard actually, he um, one of the MLAs. He posted on the Falkland Lions Community Board on Facebook saying that he was all for having a bit more of an open government and. Allowing the public to come in of an evening to Gilbert House, where the MLAs sit and work, and see how government works and what they actually do. Because they're, they're all there, and you see them in the paper, and you hear about them here and everywhere, but how do they physically make change and make things happen?
1: What power do they actually have? Exactly. They're not, they're not career politicians. They're, mm. they're local people who, who run to, get, to be able to give their input in how the country that they love like, is run and is... It's really interesting to see how that job, because I mean, in the UK, like, politicians, as we know, they're career politicians, they go yeah. into it with this but in But they're also well, quite
2: disconnected from the community, I'd say, some of the UK ones that are aren't, there's pros and aren't cons- in touch. There's with pros and cons to
0: sides, and it's as you say it, it's like a town council running a full country. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, there's but definitely pros and They're pos- truly pos- invested, aren't they? Do you Absolutely. Know what I mean? they're, they're because they, a lot of them
2: were born and bred for Islands, and even if they're not, they, they've been here a while, they know what goes on. They care about the community. About there's no. I don't know whether you guys find this, but here I don't find there's much in terms of social classes and social hierarchies as much, no, as, much as in the no. UK. No, there's a much. lot more in the UK. There's more of a divide between the social yeah. social hierarchies, whereas here everyone knows everyone.
1: And you sort of see that with the number of, I'm going to call them quiet millionaires. Yes. The number of people with just your average Joe down the road, and you get someone that goes, you know, like he's the richest man in the Falklands. So you're like, you what? Like he's know. close to being a billionaire with the company that he owns. You never know. Everyone's so humble here. And
2: everyone's yeah. so Absolutely. open to being friends with everyone, which I think is quite nice. And the same with the MLAs. Like, you can. I mean, posting on Facebook, for a guess. Yeah. Goodness yeah. Sake. That's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's amazing. You never, get that in the UK that that close relationship mm. with your, your MPs or your MLAs here. hit no, well
1: speaking about their presence on social media <laughs> I'm just going to give a complete shameless plug right now um, is um, if you subscribe to Falklands and Focus on our website mm-hmm. uh, you can go back and look at our coverage from the general election where Chris and I did an in-depth piece over like the candidates using social media to interact with the public and how ah, that would potentially affect who got voted in and like our predictions we were only two off in the end six of the eight we got right wow. based on social media presence there and I thought I don't know if it had a connection you should have had
2: some money on that <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not I'm not a betting man I'm a, oh, but yes. having brought up social media we did see we one of have the a funniest things this morning <laughs> we do have a
0: very important person oh. making his debut into uh, Facebook at the moment or is it oh, his same. debut? Is it his
1: debut? <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Katie, okay, you want to tell us about that? Because you had the friend request this morning. So
0: I came into work this morning with a friend request from the governor, Nigel Phillips. Click on the page and there's photographs of him, quite a few, the Falkland Islands flag. It looked like a very legitimate page. I hit confirm, not really thinking too much about it, and then... Go Just going,
1: oh wait, look at me, Governor wants <laughs> to be my friend. <laughs> go on
0: to the Falkland Islands Community Board and there's a post of a conversation that this supposed Governor had had with someone else down here and she'd been smart enough to ask a security question. This is absolutely not the Governor. This is somebody <laughs> having a bit of a joke. It's a little bit naughty, isn't it? I don't know, would
2: the Governor have Facebook? I would have thought the Governor wouldn't even have a face. He'd um, have a PR team, maybe.
1: Uh, and this and this. Is the yeah. thing I, as much as people listening from outside the Falklands might go that was preposterous how could you ever potentially think that that was the governor but having just spoken up what we've just spoken everyone's friends of them on Facebook
2: yep, and, like, Facebook
1: is actually the number one call of things like mm-hmm. the the most viewed video that we've ever had was a video a couple weeks ago about people being arrested for potential possession of drugs where we quickly filmed it on our phone outside of a police station and posted it on Facebook yeah. like Facebook is one of the number one number one ports for like news and what, um, I haven't spoken about the governor and the government I think we were uh, the other thing the other big thing going on this week is um, <laughs> flights here can be a little bit complicated can't they guys oh, getting so in and can. out of the islands um, so Bryce Norton um, where the the RAF base, Bryce Norton where the MOD fly to the Falklands from um, are oh, having their runway closed at weekends. Some for injured, like the next runway month.
2: maintenance lights, yeah. light maintenance, wasn't <laughs> it? They've got to change the lights on the runway, which is the gist, which means it's going to take
1: a lot of the flights. They're months. having
0: to fly to the Falklands from Birmingham,
1: Birmingham International instead. Yeah, and that which
0: is was, right when Hannah's going home, isn't it? Yeah, she, exactly. It's, uh, <laughs> so it's
2: not very convenient for me because I live in Surrey and Oxford is not
1: right too far away,
2: area. whereas Birmingham, on the other hand, is a bit more of a trek. Yeah. But <laughs> hey hopefully the airport's nice. I don't know, a bit. there might be more uh, refreshments, more cafes and There'll
1: stuff. be more entertainment more than there is at RAF Bryson, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Though you are flying at the same time, so it will still be a midnight flight down to the Falklands, won't yep. so, it? Right. Yeah, Yay for check-ins. <laughs> 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 but uh, we were we were talking a lot about flights amongst us this week, because we've been setting out um, our trips to the outer islands. So the Falklands is made up of over 740 different islands, um, which you don't actually really Think about until you look yeah. at a map and realize quite how many there are, and there's quite an array of wildlife at all of them. So we were looking at uh, we're going there in November this year, October. We we're November looking at the
2: flights so, because it, the islands. It's funny when you when you come down here, you kind of as a contractor, I came down assuming that everything was round the corner and really cheap to get to and whatnot. But actually, in order to fly from one island to another, you're looking at I mean, we were close, weren't we, you, Yes,
0: because at the flight. time that we were going away, my dad and stepmom were actually coming down to visit, and I was hoping that they could come with me. and It was £970 each for flights, accommodation, and two day trips. For, for three days? For three isn't nights. nights. So it was three
1: nights, yeah. a return flight, yep. two day trips, and it was close to £1,000. £1,000 each. This, and this is it. and bringing us back round to the government part we were talking about earlier, the flights are so heavily subsidised, even the internal ones are so heavily subsidised by the government, yet it still costs so much. But you've
2: got to think of all the fuel and and the stopovers and stuff, and even with the flights here, the internal flights going to different islands, you've still got these, they're like little, almost like, and I'm probably going to be wrong in my technicalities, they look like prop planes. <laughs> to me, like, and there's, they seat the six Brit- people. The Britain Normans, that happen, if you want to Google How many seat, like six, uh, so including the pilot, pilot
1: and I would say co-pilot, but there's no co-pilot, <laughs> so it's pilot, one person next to him and four behind him, so you six know, including the flight. So there's the plane. a lot of yeah.
2: demand I can imagine for seats on the plane as well, hence that will be waxed the price well, up the, Yeah, the
1: main reason for the flights and the subsidy by the government is so that they can fly freight and everything else to the outer islands for the people who live on those settlements and being able to go on the plane and fly there is sort of almost just like an added bonus. Um, it, the the flood. The planes aren't there for tourists. That's not what they're sure. there for. That's not where they they get any money. Their money comes from the government for that. It's just sort of an added thing. So I can sort of see why the prices would be so high. Um, but at the same time, it's it's exactly what you said earlier. It's not what you expect when you. But come But that's down the
2: here. thing. Uh, you don't think that you can like. You, you I kind of assumed you could come here and just get out your front door, walk, and walk to all the different places. Yeah stupidly that because i didn't know much about the Falklands. so i don't think many people do especially in the uk well well, that's
0: why you can listen to our podcast and find out more
1: (laughs) i think the i think the country is going in the right direction with it they're putting more and more emphasis on tourism as an industry they understand that it doesn't make up a very large part of their gdp but they do realize how important it is, especially like sort of as putting your name out there as this right for self-determination and things like that. So um well, that will take us on to next week actually because we've got the tourist board committee next week so I
0: hope will hear a talk bit more about what's about 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 coming up <laughs> all next week. So we've got the Tourist Board committee meeting which yeah. we can talk about that but also Paul's back.
1: Yeah. I am please, I am happy, on. I am happy. So we've had a couple of weeks without her and there's been quite a lot on uh, on our plates and um
2: We've actually surprisingly found a lot of stories for a winter dry time. We've been luckily quite busy really been been, really which really I think has made life easier without
0: having pollen And here. I think the
2: show's actually yeah. Good, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. A variety we've managed. And I think
1: like, this is the third show we've done without her, the one that comes out today. And I honestly think it's the best one we've done so far. I re watched it earlier and I think there's a really nice photo. So out, of the,
2: out of the three, yeah. So we self, self not dive, saying that guys, we don't need <laughs> that We don't need Paula because. <laughs> yeah,
1: I am deep. looking forward to her coming back and giving us a yeah, hand sure. with some of the workload, and it's just that the amount of research that goes into some stories. But you don't
0: realise yeah. that she does yeah. that yeah. sort of thing. Definitely. Absolutely,
1: yeah. but there are quite a few things coming up this, yeah. next mm. week. So there's a, there's a big court case on uh, on Tuesday for the yes. possession and intent to supply um, and cocaine co- and cannabis. Cocaine yeah. And cannabis. Yeah. yeah, so that's quite an interesting. Which I'm interested it? to just find out how they got cocaine here. Cannabis, mm. sort of, I can get, maybe they grew it, but how on earth they got cocaine here, so I'm looking forward to that it's a real question, case. Yep. But the big thing is Thursday morning, isn't it?
0: Yeah, which I understand you guys spoke about a bit last week.
1: The Legislative Assembly and the motion yes, for assisted yes, dying. Yes, yes,
0: sorry, I had a face that probably looked
2: like I didn't know what was going on. But yeah, that, yes, that no. happens quite a lot, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the
2: assisted dying, um, it's the debate with the MLAs. and as Yeah, so that's so it's a big question. They're actually it? all discussing it, and we can sit in on, the, on yeah. that, which would be... It'll interesting, be really because interesting. the public meeting went really, really well. Mm. And there was, I think we mentioned it last week, but there was a straw poll and about 80% of people were actually for the motion. Yeah, it? so we'll be able um, to tell you
0: next week on the podcast what happened. What happened,
1: yeah, what happened in that in that Assembly meeting. Cause, because I mean, Barry Elsby and Leona Roberts um, are both obviously proposing the motion. Yeah. And we're going to find out about the other six MLA's and what, what they think about it. But I
2: think obviously here, like with laws and mm. stuff that actually going through it takes a very long time because there's such small manpower mm. behind the government there's but only this is the first, six MLA's but
1: this is the first official so this is step. just
2: then so having a discussion amongst themselves and seeing where they all stand because we don't know yeah. where the rest of the, the, exactly.
0: the members stand at this
1: yeah. point and, and, they'll, and they'll, have, they'll have specific opinions mm. about it and it'll be very interesting to hear hear what they have to say
0: yeah and we'll tell then tell all of you what happens next yeah. week but in the meantime if you want to hear more from us which I'm sure you do then you mm-hmm. can go on to fitv.co.fk where you can go to our channel and subscribe to Falklands in Focus where you, you can, can watch the
1: amazing program that we've put out you this can. week just so mm-hmm. and then
0: you'll know what we're actually talking yeah. about on this podcast um, as well you can go to Instagram and subscribe to us there and Facebook because we give you little insider bits of gossip during the week and Hannah what do you have to say? Oh, I have
2: big things to say and I'll so you can download itunes and watch us on itunes if you type in um, watch us and listen to us here we go or we'll watch No, you can't watch us on itunes <laughs> you can listen to us on itunes but maybe eventually you might be able to watch us on itunes you never we know. Never you know, never never know. The next step.
0: But for now, you can get us there on iTunes and on SoundCloud mm. to listen to our podcast on the go.
1: And make sure you listen, you read all of Hannah's wonderful description, she's spent a lot of time so doing. Read them, nobody likes <laughs> And them. rate us five stars. Fun. We'd <laughs> love some <laughs>
0: five stars in there.
1: I was going to say, any ratings on iTunes, I'm going to be completely shameless right now. So please do it. Please do it. Get, mm. us, us, get us off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Give us
0: some advice on how we can improve all that sort of fun stuff. But anyway, we shall see you right here next week. And Hopefully with Paula. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Bye. Bye. Bye.